Rebecca Hargreaves is a self-taught tufting artist who creates fanciful rugs. With a background in fashion and textiles, she has found her true calling towards designing and making your not-so-average rugs. From teaching yoga at Yoga More, to being a single mom, to working in her garden, Hargreaves continues to live her artistic life. Though it took her a few months to start tufting, she's took a step out of her comfort zone and simply just started. She has now has shown her rugs in local shows in Frederick and is working to present an exhibition for bigger art galleries. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hey there, folks. I'm your host and local creative, Jasmine Volante. Today on the White Arts Podcast, we have Rebecca Hargreaves. Hello, welcome. Hi. How's it going? Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, my pleasure. Um, let's get a little introduction about what you'd like to do as an artist. So I am a maker of fanciful rugs for wall and floor. And um, so that has been my main focus, I'd say, in the last three years here in Frederick. And um, I make those with a, a tufting gun. Mm-hmm. It's super fun, and um, and have been in the creative arts for a long time. When did you first lay your hands on a tufting gun? It was during the pandemic. Um, I had been doing punch needle, mm-hmm. and um, it was really tedious and uh, just kind of boring. Yeah, <laughs> and then I saw the tufting gun and. I was, the speed with which it went, I was like, oh my gosh, what is that? I have to find out what that is, and Mm -hmm. that's what I want to do. I got the tufting gun, and then it sat in the box because I was a little frightened of it for about three or four months. That's quite some time. (laughs) What what made you fearful? Um, I think just because it was so fast, and, you know, it's got these sharp needle, I mean, it's got a sharp needle, and it's got scissors, and it's a big kind of heavy, like, electronic piece of mach- or electric piece of machinery and I don't know I just sort of built it up in my head that it was going to be like too much and then one day I was just like I really have to just sit down and do it mm-hmm. so yeah how did that day feel for you that was really good you know it's just <laughs> you know how you can just it's so funny how you can build things up in your head and yes. make it bigger than it actually is and then when you sit down to do it and you're like oh it's really not that big of a deal um there's a lot of um, stops and starts with it, though, because there's nobody really out there that was showing you how to do it. There's no one giving you... You, you have to figure it, figure it all out by yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, there's not really a manual. There's um, These people were doing it, but they're not telling you how to do it. They don't tell you how to stretch your fabric. They don't tell you how much, how much you should push on the fabric. Um, there are all these different things that I had to learn as I went along, so... What did you do before the tufting? So before the tufting, um, well, like I said, I did the punch needle, and that was very boring. And then before (laughs) that, I was making collages out of, um, so fabric collages made out of recycled clothing or upcycled clothing. So Mm -hmm. I'd take the clothing, and then I'd create um, um, a collage out of that. And that was really good, but also quite tedious and um and when I say tedious I don't mean in like super boring way Mm -hmm. it's just 
the immediate gratification wasn't there for me. I feel that. I feel that. <laughs> In the age of immediate gratification, I feel that. Yeah. How did you get started with fiber arts in general? I think that I have always been interested in it. Um, when, um, let's see, when I graduated from college, which was in 91, I um, majored in fashion merchandising and marketing. And when I went to New York City to work, I ended up getting a job as a textile designer. Mm -hmm. And I worked with this great woman in knits, and she worked for Danskin, and I was her right-hand woman. And she taught me a lot about fabric and fibers and knits because it was all stretchy. And, um, and I think that's where I really got interested in it. And I've always loved yarn and crazy yarn, but um, I don't think I had a real eye for it back then. Um, so after... After Dan Skin, I left there, and then in a few years, I ended up creating my own clothing line, and that was, I made skirts made out of vintage tablecloths, and so that did really, really well, and so then I had my own clothing line that began to expand from there, um, but everything always kind of, come, kind of comes back to textiles, or, mm -hmm. or fiber, or yarn, I mean, I knit and crochet, as well and um so anything like that is just so interesting to me Embro embroidery it. as yeah. well you know all of it but the tufting thing is really my big thing right now what do you like to get better at with the tufting i know it sounds like it's been a journey to evolve from the speed the pressure to where you are now what would you like to get better at now so I just got a new tufting gun, and this has, um, I think, six different needle sizes, mm. and it also is pneumatic, so it hooks up to a compressor, so it will go faster, and it will do um, different lengths of yarn, so, it, so the rugs can be really shaggy, or variations of shaggy, and variations of loops, so different depths. I'd say. So right now they're kind of flat. Um, I did um, do a tree where I made it sort of more three-dimensional, but this will even make it evolve and be even more interesting, I hope. I like that. Yeah. I, I thought of, like, the tree, like, nature-y things, like, yeah. to have, like, little rocks of moss, stuff like that. Exactly. And so that's what I've been thinking of. So I made this huge tree. It's like, mm, it's like eight feet wide by mm, five feet tall the top and then the bottom is another five foot trunk and then I attached some I made crocheted some mushroom tops that I attached to it but now I'm sort of going back and I'm like oh how can I make this more 3d mm -hmm. whereas starting off with this new gun I'll be able to make it more 3d starting off and then you know not going really back mm -hmm. to create what I want so so I think that, you know, like just going to figure that out. And I hope it just really takes me to the next level of all the ideas that I have in my head. Right. So, yeah. As an <laughs> artist, we have to get those ideas out. Yeah. When you say fanciful rugs, yes. what, what would you describe that as in depth? They are not um, a rug that you would find um, in a store or on Wayfair or at Target or anything like mm -hmm. that. So 
the rugs I first started with are modern. They're in shapes of circles and like sort of oblong uh, pieces. Um, they're very reminiscent of the 1970s. You can put them on the floor it's, or the wall and it depends on what your use is, is going to be. Like if you want to walk on it then I'm going to have to make it out of wool. If you just want it for your, for your wall as like a piece of art, then that's made out of acrylic. So there's two different yarns. Um, so that's why I say fanciful. And then I made the tree and then I made some, they're just really, that have fringe on them, um, like long fringe. Some are in the colors of like ice cream cones. Some are in the colors of licorice. Now I've been making flowers mm -hmm. and... Um, I really, really love the flowers. And that could be a rug too, but it looks really good on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> How do you find your inspiration for your rugs? So it initially began with my house that I grew up in, in England. So my dad built our house and it was super modern for the time. So this was, I was three, so it's like 1972. And it was a super modern house and my parents just had a really good eye for design and style and it seems like every time I think something is cool I find a picture and it kind of I see something similar in the house that I grew up in mm -hmm. and so um, so I get a lot of inspiration from there the colors and just what we are surrounded by and then just both of my parents having a good eye and then lately a lot lately is the garden but I've always been one of the garden like I have a vegetable garden a flower garden in England I was playing in the fields all day long so I feel like it's just being that English country girl that has never left me mm -hmm. that is now coming out in the art and I just want to do flowers and more sort of the the fantasy of the of the garden that's in my head basically right so yeah. um that's kind of how i see what i'm working on i like that right? i feel like nature definitely has a way of calming you and there's so many things to take from it i know my friends like to garden and gardening in itself it's an art like you could do anything with it where you could go like botanical or veg yeah itself and it's very satisfying yeah very <laughs> very and and just always having a love for that mm -hmm. um has been a big influence and I'm in the garden all the time and then I look at this stuff and then funnily enough I'll go and try and create something and it's probably something that I've seen in the garden although I don't always make that connection you know I'm like oh wait yes it does look like this flower mm -hmm. or whatever <laughs> so yeah what are some goals that you have achieved recently? So the beginning of last year, so 2022, I was like, I would like to get uh, my art being shown. So I did. Um, I did two shows in Frederick and then had my work in another smaller show. And then um, my work is going to be in another one in next month. So... So that was my goal, mm -hmm. just to get my art out there and say, I am an artist. Mm -hmm. Look at my stuff. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> I feel you claiming yourself at, with the, the title of it and like the embodiment of the journey of an artist. Where are you showing your art? 
So um, I did it at Give Rise Studio was my first one, and she's right around the corner on Carroll Street. And she does lots of health and wellness there, but also has art shows. And then my second one was at Cowork Frederick. That's where I met you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And and you've done a show there too, mm-hmm. or two. Yes, I've done two. Yeah. And then I let's see, I had another one with the Frederick County Arts Association at FCC. Mm-hmm. So I had a piece there. And then the one beginning in September will be at Crestwood Women's Health. Okay. And they have a gallery there. And so I'm going to have two pieces in that. That's beautiful. Yeah. How is it like showing your art? Um, it's very satisfactory. I don't think that's the quite word. Validating? Mm-hmm. Very validating, right? Um, and at the moment, yes, it, it's great to sell, but also just getting my name out there and people seeing what I do because I don't know if they always can understand what I do until they see it. Mm -hmm. And then um, I did meet someone a few months ago, and she's like, oh, you're the rug lady. And I was like, (laughs) yes, yes, I am. And I was so excited because I was like, that's what I want people to know, right? Yeah, yeah. She's the rug lady. She's the rug girl. So I think that's when I re-met you at the yard sale. I think that's what I said, too. Um, Because I remember your candy rugs at Cowork Frederick. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this is so cool. Because tufting has always been something that I've seen. Yeah, And I haven't gone into it. I've done, like, other yarn things and I prefer crochet over knit but going forth with it is there any like classes that you would do for that or anything in the works um I don't have any classes um I don't know if it I mean yes it's probably something I could teach do I want to teach it I don't Mm -hmm. know Mm -hmm. right um if somebody wants help with it yes I would do that you know um I mean, it's a big investment. Yes. Right at the beginning, yes. like yeah. every the whole thing is like the tufting gun, and then you have to build a frame or buy or buy a frame, and then your fabric, and then your yarn. So it's a lot just to get mm-hmm. going. Um, so to do a class like that, I think would be really hard. I can't really, I can't buy a plethora of tufting guns, right? Mm-hmm. And I think the learner, unless they're really determined, doesn't want to shell out, you know, $400 for a gun or a tufting gun. So, yeah. Yeah. But it's definitely something that's worth, like, the investment and the dedication afterwards. And I feel yeah. like through time to just something to look out for. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's so fun. Where would you like to grow with your art? Mm, good question. I would like to have more of a solo show in a more traditional gallery. Mm-hmm. Although I say that, and you know, I don't know why that's a thing because I've had solo shows in different places, and mm-hmm. that's just as great and as good. But um, what point of it would be validating for you? Because like, honestly, it it does matter to oneself for those goals. Yeah, just. Um, no, that's a hard question. Um, for people to see, I think, that... I think it's more for people to see that fiber arts is actually 
art. Mm-hmm. And、um, the more that I've looked online and just read about things, is that it's sort of kept in its own category. Where I really think that fiber art can be shown with like paintings and sculpture and everything else that you see at a gallery. And、um, it needs to be seen that it's a lot of time and a lot、mm-hmm. of work goes into it, and it's a lot of effort and and. And we are blending colors, and we are, you know, creating these things.、Yeah. And、um, I think, you know, and Frederick is small-ish, and I think people just haven't seen it yet. I mean, it's、mm-hmm. very not traditional, and what、yeah. I'm actually creating is very not traditional either. And then what I'm planning on creating with the new gun is even going to be more abstract and surreal, and then that's going to be really pushing the. Envelope. I'm excited、know. for it though, because、yeah. it it sounds like with the with the new Tufting gun, there'll be more opportunities for you to play around with. Yeah, because it's been three years of playing around with the regular one, kind of seeing where you fit in the whole aspect of the fiber arts and what you'd like to create. And now it's okay, next level. Yeah, and I really <laughs> I've been working on some next level stuff and. Um, it's funny because I was doing these rugs and I was like, okay, these are good and I like them. And then I did this big tree and th- that's awesome. That re- I really pushed it with that. And then when I was trying to think up some for some new designs, I was like,、mm, I was working on some things. I had some ideas. I'm like, I don't know. I'm not really feeling any of them. I was writing a new bio and I was trying to think of what kind of work I did and.、Mm-hmm. Um, And a friend came up with the title. He's like botanical surrealism, and I was like, oh, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right." And it's so funny because once I got that in my head, I could just really expand on that, and、mm-hmm. um, and that was super exciting because all of a sudden I was excited, and all of a sudden I had all these great ideas, and I've been working on those ideas, and it just. It's funny how it just takes you a while to figure out where you're going and what are you doing, and you may have ideas, and when you start to put them together, you're like,、mm, it's not really coming together like I thought,、mm-hmm. or I'm not really feeling it. And then when you do find that feeling and you do find that thing, you're like, oh yeah, this is it. Yeah, it clicks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you're excited, and then、yeah. you want to talk about it, and then you want to, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and share it, and like I don't know that in itself for me is like the affirmation and confirmation within like. The, the doing of the art and the doing of like why you're doing this. Yeah, yeah. Has there been any challenges for you during this time? I don't know. Supplies are expensive always,、mm-hmm. right? It、yeah. seems like I'm a single mother raising a teenager that's about to go to college. So it's always like, you know. What comes first, you know? Where is、yeah. the money going first? To what's more important, you know? It's always a this this sort of balance of like the art. Do I have enough supplies with what I to do what I want to do, or is it more important to wait and then get launch, you know, the teenager? And、um, so that's a lot of balance、mm-hmm. right there. So I, that would be. My biggest challenge: wanting to start on a big project, and then you're like, "Oh, well, it's going to cost you three hundred dollars in yarn, maybe.、Mm-hmm. You know, maybe not that much, but could." And yeah, so that's probably the biggest challenge. Yeah. yeah. How do you balance being a mother and being an artist? Does it is there intertwined at all? Um, 
It does. Um, I feel like I wear many hats on a given day. And and funnily enough, the outfits change for any given hats that I am <laughs> I wearing. I love that. I love that. I've always heard the different hats, but I feel like the outfits too should matter. <laughs> and they do. And, you know, it's really funny because my um, teenager and I have a joke that um, I do a lot of changing in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Like, just I take out off my yoga clothes. I put on barn clothes. I take the barn clothes off. I put on softy clothes and they're all just sort of in this one chair in the kitchen. But as far as balancing, um, that was just a side note, but as far as balancing, (laughs) the best part is that my art studio is in the finished basement of our house Mm -hmm. and I have my two frames set up there and there's an area for sewing and making the collages. And then my teenager has his table down there mm-hmm. and does his art, which is, um, I'm going to say the word, roughing up Star Wars figures, but making them look like they go through battle so they're not yeah. so shiny and look like they've actually been in battle. So when we're down there together and working and listening to music and just talking back and forth, it's really just the best time ever. That sounds so great. Yeah. I feel like a lot, I've talked to a lot of musicians and how they they really benefit from the collaboration with others. And I don't hear too many artists working with other artists in the same area before. Right. And it's it's usually like a solo thing. It is, right? And there's many times I'm down there by myself with just like my headphones on and a podcast or listening to a book. But when he comes down there with me and we just have the music on and we're listening together and we're just talking back and forth or singing back and forth. I mean, it's just some of the happiest times. Like, I don't ever want that to go away, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes uh, they'll, grow, they'll grow and fly out. I know. And, but it's so important to cherish the times that yeah. we do have now. Yeah. Being kind of present in the moment. Yeah. Yeah, that's so. beautiful, though. Yeah, I love that. so great. So great. <laughs> what, um, other than being grateful for the time that you have with your, your kin, is there anything else during this learning process that you've been grateful for having? I'm grateful that... And I think this comes from both my parents, the wherewithal to jump in with both feet, right? So mm-hmm. um, my mother, when she was really young, she moved out of the house. She moved. She was in Ireland. She moved over to England when she was 16. You know, she struck out on her own, and she's always seen everything as a big adventure. Mm-hmm. And then um, my dad... Um, being born and raised in England, and we were two um, up until I was 10. But just deciding, like, you know what? We're going to move to a different country, mm. and that's going to be America. And just like, this is it. We're, we're going, right? And just sort of jumping in and saying, let's go, let's do that. And I always think, I never look at something and say, oh, I can't do that. I always think, well, I'm going to try it. Let's see what happens. You know, I could suck at it or I could do, I could be great at it or so I'll just try. And Mm -hmm. I never think that something should hold me back or I don't think that, you know, I don't go, oh, I'm not sure or should I, you know, I'm just like, okay, let's go. Let's do it. Let's try. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But 
Yeah, don't let that hold me back. So I'm grateful for that, to just try things, Mm -hmm. right? Is there any advice that you'd like to give to any beginner or starting artist? Yeah, don't get in your own way, right? Don't, like I said, I was fearful of the tufting gun for like three months before I even sat down. And don't even do that. Just start... Just start doing it. Just start writing. Just start drawing. Just start knitting, crochet, whatever it is. Don't think that you can't do it because you can totally do it. You just need a little time to sit down and focus your attention and then keep practicing and keep trying and, you know, just keep trying. Um, So I'm a yoga teacher and it's just the same with that. You know, there are some people... They're like, I'm not flexible. I shouldn't do yoga. And I'm like, just come and just try. And you may never get into that crazy pose, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't matter. You're just practicing. You're working towards it all the time. And as long as you're just working towards something, I think, you know, that's just great. You should just do that. Yeah, I think people commonly look at the end result versus just being within that moment and I feel like you really capture that within your own life just being present I love that and I feel like it's a lot to learn from yeah thank you yeah but you know and that was a lesson for to give myself Mm -hmm. you know I had an idea of the life that I wanted and I went out and made it happen and I think that's the only way that you're gonna get there you know if you want a different job or you want a different life or you want to be more artistic or you, whatever it is mm-hmm. just go out there and get it because you can do it and you can make that happen right and that's all you need to do just, it's just the first two steps in I know. <laughs> I know, you're like, eh. yeah okay so where can people find you um, so I am on Instagram, um, at the Hargreave studio. Um, and do you have links? Do you put links in podcasts? Um, we can. Yeah. Okay. Or I can spell it. So it's H A R G R E A V E S. Um, the Hargreave studio. And that is pretty much an ongoing portfolio of all my work. Mm-hmm. Um, the rugs and, um, knitting and a few animals thrown in and, um, the rugs and anything that I'm working on is, is on there. Um, I chose not to do a website because Instagram, it's just seems so much faster and better. You can see everything. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and I like that side because it's not, maybe not so perfect. Right. Um, so you can find me there and then. Like I said, I'll have the collages in the um, the Crestwood Women's Health that starts September, I think. And I think that's up for six months. And um, you can come to the yoga studio. And <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. So the, it was yo- Yoga More. Yoga More. Yep, that's on North Market. And I'm there Monday through Thursday from 9 to 10. And I'm a very caring, gentle yoga teacher. Sweet. I have to stop by sometimes. With lots of with lots of humor thrown in. There's a lot of laughter going on in my classes. So Sweet. yeah. Thank you, Rebecca, for coming in today. Yeah. I appreciate you coming in and having a conversation with me. Thanks for having me. Great yeah. to see you. It's been a wonderful time. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to our bonus episode of season one of the Y Arts Podcast. Make sure to keep an ear out for season two coming soon. 
I'm your host, Jasmine Volante. As always, shout out to our wonderful producer, Robin Smith, our director, Anthony Brock, and the YMCA of Frederick for providing this platform. Until next time, take care and peace.